1: Nobody goes this far with coverage of yesterday's games.
2: We came here for a mission. The
1: ride has blanketed the NFL with Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts.
2: And the coverage is now four deep. Four Deep Thoughts.
0: Manny, you're not too offended we moved you back an hour to get Randy from Cottage Grove on at the I start. I will
2: beginning. gladly take a backseat for Randy. <laughs> All right. Always, every time.
0: Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts on the football weekend. Number one. Here's number one.
1: Just got the snap-off in time. Little's pass. What a catch that is. That is Lewis with a flag out. Delay of
3: game. Offense. Wow. 5 friendly. So third down.
2: How does this happen after a timeout, Doug Marone? How does this happen? You get a delay of game. You, uh, On you third to- down, you complete the pass, which would ended up being blown dead anyway because yeah. they didn't get it off in time because of a delay. Of ga- How
0: do you get a delay of game that's a, that's out a, of a timeout? That's a first down that keeps her moving, right?
2: Yes, and you're up 14-3 to 3 at that point. Yeah. If you can find a way to get another touchdown before the half or another field goal, you might that, be in much better that's shape. That's
0: where you got your quarterback, and he's over there talking to you, and the last thing you say is, don't forget about the clock here. Yeah. <laughs> you got twenty-five seconds. Here's the Coming play, Blake. Out Go out, out, out
2: there and get it done. Wait a minute. So All that it.
0: that was a penalty called
1: on Jacksonville, not New England, yes. right? Yes. Huh? Well, it was. It, it was. They, they, they called complete... one on New England. One. Yeah. One penalty on the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I I know we, we're not conspiracy theorists on this show or the station, but that's that's a joke. It really
2: is. And I don't know if that's another thought you're going
1: to get but to Jacksonville. No. Okay.
0: Anyway, what's your uh, what else is your thought on him?
2: Well, th- there was that. And then also, for some reason, later on in that possession, Doug Marone saw fit to punt the football while the clock was running and not, he didn't wait till the two minute warning, which mm-hmm. ended up giving the Patriots more time to go down and get the touchdown mm-hmm. right before the half. And also in the second half, I mean, Jacksonville's predictable offense running constantly on first down that I, inside half I, heard, handoff uh, to league, I heard
0: just a tape of the 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 goaling thing that we do at uh where four o'clock three maybe? o'clock three o'clock that's what they were complaining about. Him and Trey Wingo were complaining about how conservative they got in the second half. They it's did. Just, they yeah. were running. They, they didn't ran trust the same mortals. play. Yeah, they, they didn't ran trust the same mortals. play on
2: first down every single time. Yeah. Inside hand off to Fournette, and he would get stuffed for a yard.
0: You know who's happy? Matthew Collar. Big critic of Doug Morales. <laughs> yes, he so, <laughs> is. Uh, he is.
2: All right, here's number two later from Starting that
1: game. It's really a pretty good ball by Bortles. Gives him a chance. It's just an incredible
3: defensive play by Gilmore. Just an incredible play.
2: I agree one hundred percent with that Tony Romo. That play. was an, an incredible play by Gilmore. Bortles wasn't that bad yesterday. He was all right. And and that throw to Westbrook that he threw was pretty good, but Gilmore just came in and knocked it down, made a terrific play on it. And boy
0: <laughs> out of nowhere last year. Uh, our guy uh, Belichick went and paid this guy a lot of money, right? Yeah, no yeah. Got yeah. him from
1: the Bills. Got, got him know. from Buffalo.
0: And uh, when he when he goes and does something like that, there's a reason. Mm-hmm, and the guy, yeah. I know he was getting ripped some earlier this year that he wasn't playing that well. By
1: the way, yeah. we heard Tony Romo on that call. Adam Black, Adam Schefter saying, "Congratulations to Tony Romo for making it this far in the in the playoffs."
0: That was awesome. He gets excited. Uh, uh, and he was one of the dullest interviews of all time. He just really? changed yeah, he oh, changed yeah. his uh changed his whole modus operandi.
2: Well, he and Nance are gonna get the Super Bowl next year. So mm-hmm. that should be interesting. Yeah,
0: well he's he's getting rave reviews.
2: Mm-hmm. He's done a nice job. All right, here's number three.
0: Third and ten.
1: <laughs> Over the middle, pass caught. That's Ertz. Ertz, first down. False keeps, pass caught, first down. Zach Ertz, third down at six. Out of backfield. Spins away from a tackle and gets a big first down. Xavier Rhodes on the bench, not out there, on third down and 10. And Foles able to get away and throw. Pass is caught. Jeffrey, touchdown. On third down and goal, Foles surveys, fires. Touchdown, Alshon Jeffrey.
2: You guys notice a theme on all of those highlights? <laughs> what? They were all first down conversions on third down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Eagles were ten for fourteen on third down yesterday
0: against a team that
2: only allowed twenty-five percent <laughs> of its third downs to be converted against them.
0: That's because Manny, don't you agree with me that we thought th- that our boys thought they were going to be conservative? Yes, and they were not. They yep. were very aggressive. Yeah, ten for fourteen on third down. Wow! And uh, another uh, another point. One thing this team does. Is they've handled the tight ends extremely well. Yeah. What happened? Ertz is their number one weapon almost. Ertz on
2: that wheel route just went right past Harrison Smith, and I don't know how the hell that happened. Mm-hmm.
0: But. And they tried Sandejo until he got banged up, but they tried Sandejo, uh, covered him most of the time too, and he just he was open.
2: Yep. All right. Final thought number four.
1: And they bring pressure again. Ball is out.
3: Recovered by come across and try to seal Derek Barnett and it's just not much of a match I mean he gets there a little bit late it creates the edge for Barnett to get there the rookie from Tennessee first round pick
2: okay now everybody knows I'm a big Tennessee Vols fan that's 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 not why I have this in the highlight (laughs) the reason why is Derek Barnett first round draft pick of 2017 for the Philadelphia Eagles number 14 overall that same pick that was traded to
0: Philadelphia for Sam Bradford, and it was the only pick they had in the first round because they'd given up a bunch of them to get Bradford, to get Carson right?
1: Wentz, to get, oh, to to get, get Carson Wentz. Wentz,
0: oh, to get Wentz. Okay, yeah, what they give up to get Bradford originally? They give up some number ones. Well, for they that traded thing? Foles
1: and a second round pick, I believe, Something to like get that. Bradford from the Rams.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So I didn't know uh, who, what they'd given up for him, but yeah, okay. The, that was the you know, they went back, got in the first round, got there. I like the fact that they can. They got the. They got four defensive end pass rushers because they got mm-hmm. Long and Barnett are the backups.
1: Chris yeah. Long, by the way, has had a really good career. Oh, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and he's the guy. He's only making a million bucks. And he's he gave all his it. money to charity. <laughs> yeah, what he, a dummy!
2: No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Absolutely, and here he is, right back in the Super Bowl, playing against the team that he won a Super Bowl
0: with last year. New England. So,
1: now uh, by the way, Pat Shermer has officially been named the head coach of the New York Football Giants. Well,
0: uh, good for him. And uh, now we're gonna uh, uh, start hearing uh, specula. I heard today who was throwing out uh, Bevel and no. Well, why would Bevel leave Seattle? Is he? In he, no, he, he, he oh, he, did. Yeah, well, he, he got did. fired. Yeah, he got fired. Fired him when? I missed uh, him. L- late About a last week. Ago. week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Sometime last week. All right. Well, yeah. I, I want. Think, you know what I want? I don't think he'll be back.
1: I want Ben McAdoo just so we can have the guy with that mustache in town. I think that'd be great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that's happening. But uh, yeah, well, Bevel's. Good fellow, but I don't maybe, think he'll get this. Maybe, uh,
2: what about, uh, is Jim Bob, is, is Jim Bob Cooter, is he leaving uh, the Detroit Lions? I suppose if they're going to name a new head coach.
0: Because they're, they're going to ready to hire Patricia, so. No. I'd take Jim Bob Cooter. Just to just say, to say Jim, Bob Jim Bob Just Bob Bob to have a name, yeah. Plus, he, he was good. Yeah, he exactly. was good. he's good. he's good. good. And he's, he's got that background with some stuff in his background there that we would have to bring up again when he got drunk and goofy. Oh, that's right! I yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, My kind of guy. Going somebody wrong house. I think some so. Damn thing without his hey. pants hey, on. Hey, who sanded? has it? Huh? <laughs> well, I haven't lately, but uh, <laughs> you know, who knows? That's a good thing about me. Everything that happened, everything that might have happened that could embarrass me. Eh, I can just say, I was drunk. and That was 40 years ago, and I was drunk. Leave (laughs) me alone. All right, we'll be back.
2: Talking Purple right now
1: on The Ride with Royce. The Gessling covers the Vikings. Here with Ben Gessling. Ben Gessling joining us now. It's Viking Star Tribune beat writer Ben Gessling.
0: And Lane, he made it back from Philadelphia. Not all the visiting journalists from Minnesota can make that statement. Uh, some of them we won't see for days. I don't think. <laughs> sir.
4: Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a hit or miss thing. It seemed like that first flight that uh, Chip Coggins and I were on got out, and then after that, it seemed like it was kind of hit or miss. It just you know, it's one of those things where once the snow starts coming, they can't get rid of it fast enough. So uh, we made it back just in time to say you my goodbyes to the Vikings locker room at Winter Park
0: get out there to say a requiem uh, to the uh, locker room what are they what are they closing that place down
4: well they make the move on March 1st so okay. it will uh, it, I guess it technically is not out of use after today the Patriots will use it for the Super Bowl as they practice there next week but that will be its last I guess official act and then uh, it will be. Lost to history uh, at the end of next
0: month. Eventually. Oh, it's going to be uh, badly missed, especially that little room there where the bathroom was, and uh, we used to conduct interviews in there. The, uh, the one right when you come in from outside there over. That's yeah. Where, that's where Jerry Burns gave his killer instinct speech. It was fantastic. It was, uh, and it was always interesting when someone would kind of push their way into the press conference and use the boys' room. That was always fun too. So
4: yeah. Now we have the uh, much larger facilities across the street. Although we do have to play. <laughs> Frogger and, and Dodge have, uh, I, I, live traffic as he's trying to get across the road to cover, cover practice. So have that we, will not be missed.
0: Have we seen uh, what, uh, what awaits the media out at the new place? It's, it's got to be an upgrade I would think. I can't imagine it's not.
4: I mean, mm-hmm. I, I if it has uh, fully functioning Wi-Fi and no gas leaks in the <laughs> wall I will consider that an upgrade. Okay. I think it's supposed to be much nicer.
0: Alright, Ben. Last week is a uh, guy who's uh, watched the Vikings since their first game ever. I wrote about five events that have left me dumbfounded. It's now six. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot comprehend that performance I saw yesterday from this defense.
4: Yeah, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I, I was kind of wondering last night, probably along those same lines, where this ranks among the biggest NFC Championship Game meltdowns. I, I would have to probably put it, and you can tell me if you agree. I'd put it at least in the top three. I mean, along with '98 in 2009, just because you had a team that was not prone to those kinds of performances, playing a backup quarterback, you, you go in there thinking, okay, if they do what they do, they're going to at least be able to, you know, it, it, at the very least it's going to be a close game. It's not going to be that. It's not going to be where they come in there and just look like they're you know, not in the same league. It, it just was uncharacteristic, and uh, especially given the opportunity that you lose to play at home in Super Bowl, to me, that one has to be. Uh, very near the top of that list of gut punches for the
0: Vikings. Well, I, the one everybody talks about is 41 Donut in 2020, and 2000, but uh, January 2001. But that team wasn't as good as this team and certainly yeah. not nearly on the same planet defensively as this team. The confusion in the secondary, uh, Harrison Smith and uh, Trey Waynes and uh, Xavier Rhodes not knowing where they wanted to go was uh, just astounding.
4: Yeah, I I don't know in and I've covered Harrison Smith's entire career with the exception I think three games at the beginning of 2012 when I first came on the beat. I don't know that I've never I don't know that I've ever seen him look that lost. I mean, giving up that many big plays just dude, that vulnerable. I mean, there were two or three plays where he, he was either directly his fault or he was in position to to make a play and couldn't. You just you don't see him look Confused like that, you don't see him look out of position like he did at times last night. I mean, it, it was—I mean—that to me was the most astounding part of what happened in the secondary. I mean, Trey Wayne's has gotten picked on this year, and he's, for all of his improvement, you still feel like he's going to be one of the guys they go after. You know, you see that with with certain guys in the secondary, but Harrison Smith to to have that happen just was was pretty uh, out of character. And that—I mean—of all the things that happened last night, I'd put that probably near the top of the list. That he was uh, taken advantage of a couple times the way that he was. Mm-hmm.
0: And we all need a theory, and it would never be admitted, but I, I really think that uh, the Eagles came at him in a manner, an aggressive manner that they did not expect. I I think they thought, dink and dunk, and they'll try to beat us 15-10 to like they did the Falcons.
4: Yeah, I would agree. I, I asked Zimmer about that a little bit last night. I, I said, you know, was this, I, I think my question was, this looked like what they did with Carson Wentz. Were you surprised that, some of this came out with Nick Foles that they were that aggressive. And he said, yeah, they, they threw some things at us that we uh, haven't seen a lot of in terms of a team being that aggressive with us. I mean, and that's, you know, it's an interesting point because you do see a lot of teams that say, we can't throw down the field on this team. We're not going to be able to set up long developing plays because that pass rush is going to come after us. So they have to sit there and, and not try to go down the field. And as such, the Vikings don't give up a lot of big plays. But the Eagles kind of said, and they have a good enough offensive line to do this, but they kind of said, "We're not scared. We're going to go after you," and and uh, we're able to hit a couple of plays that took advantage of of some confusion in that secondary, and and uh, that was kind of the difference. By the time they got the big lead, the Vikings, I mean, they talked about how they they wanted to fight in the second half, and they hadn't you know given up on the game because they had seen a team come from seventeen behind the week before, but it just didn't seem like they had the same intensity when they came out of halftime. And and once the Eagles got up twenty four to seven, that was kind of hit.
0: Hey, uh, what was uh, what happened to Al Flynn?
4: Uh, well, he was on crutches last night. He never yeah. said the injury was serious. I, I would expect it was probably a, a, a broken bone, but he would not confirm that. We'll have to try to get more of that out of him at his press conference tomorrow. I'm not sure he'll be willing to oblige, but uh, he, was, he had his foot in a boot mm-hmm. and was on crutches, and it, it certainly looked like. Uh, you know, probably, a, if I had to guess, probably a, a broken bone. But we'll hopefully find out a little bit more from him on that tomorrow.
0: Okay, you don't report to uh, training camp until uh, the middle of July or sometime. So, what would be the benefit of not telling you what the injury was? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> don't just, know. Just to be, a benefit, I don't know. Just to be obstinate, I suppose.
4: I huh? think that's mostly it. I think it, it, it's kind of become that at this point. It's they want to know. Therefore, I don't want to tell him. I, I don't yeah. know that. It's, I mean, by the time they come back in, he's going to be healed from it in, in all likelihood. Or if it's a, whether it's a high ankle sprain or a broken bone, he's going to be fine. I would think by the time they come back. So you know, maybe he'll be. More in the mood to talk about tomorrow. We'll have to see.
0: They uh, To make that new offensive line complete, uh, they need another uh, elf line. They need another young stud on that line, I think, don't you? I mean, uh, Reef had a good year. Uh, when it was intact, it was pretty good. You're going to lose Berger. But, I mean, they need another, like, horse, don't you think?
4: Yeah, I, would, I mean, they certainly need something else there. Well, I mean, I, you're going to have to go get a guard with Joe Berger retiring and, and Nick Easton you know, coming off of, of his own injury. I, I think, you know, adding depth there is is going to be a priority. I think it's a good idea to add another tackle because, I mean, you know, you saw it, Rashad Hill filled in capably, but he had a tough night last night. Yeah. Too. I mean, that's not necessarily a guy that, that you can sit there and say, OK, we've got our, our situation solved here. We just move Remmers inside and, and make Rashad Hill the right tackle. I'm not sure that can be the solution going forward. And I'm not sure that Mike Remmers for you know, the next four or five years is a solution either. I mean, they gave him a five-year deal, but the, the fifth year of that is a team option. So, and, and really all the guaranteed money is up after next year. So for all intents and purposes, they have one more year of Mike Remmers, and then they can, can do something else. So I would think that at the very least they're going to be looking at, let's get a young guy in here that we can develop, and, and if we want to have another option going forward, we can do that I mean, it's it's hard to find those guys given the way the college game is played we you know we've all talked about that we've heard the vikings lament it but you still can build solid offensive lines i mean the eagles are certainly an example of that the cowboys obviously the raiders have had good ones and, and you see teams benefit from that and the vikings were much improved but some of that was also because of how bad they were last year I mean, i think they became a Average, probably to maybe above-average offensive line, but they still need to keep investing in that position to make it the strength.
0: I saw that stat, and I didn't realize it uh, before the game, and I'm not even sure when I realized it. But Keenum had still been pressured like the sixth most in the league or something like that. It wasn't like he'd been clean back there all season.
4: Yeah, he has been under a lot of pressure, and his mobility probably has helped with that. I mean, I I think Andrew Kramer has, has written it a couple of times that the difference between the number of times he's been pressured and the number of times he's been sacked is, is the largest in the league, which tells you a couple of things. He's, he's good at getting away, or at some point that average is going to you know, come back to regress to the mean, I guess, as, as baseball people would say. I mean, the chickens are going to come home to roost there one way or the other. And, and you know even if he's not getting sacked, he's getting affected, and, and we saw that on a number of throws last night. On the interception, he had Chris Long you know with a, with an arm on him that that certainly altered the delivery of that ball and that turns into an interception it's just if if you are having to throw out of less than optimal pockets a lot of the time it will affect you even if you're not going to the ground even if you're not getting hit even if you're not getting sacked and and they need to continue to work to uh to to get better in that regard
0: who is the number 1 quarterback in july sir <laughs> Uh, if i guess if i
4: had to bet right now i would say case Keenum. i i don't you say think that will bring pun. him back. yeah i think i think eventually they will say you know this game aside he did enough i i don't i don't think you necessarily commit long term to him but i i think there's at this point probably a better chance of that than maybe teddy bridgewater just because i mean i, I and i've said it i i thought bridgewater still had a good chance to be the guy going forward but the fact that they had him inactive for the last two games, they can talk about matchups. They can talk about, you know, it, Bradford had a great game against the Saints and he's facing his former team. But if, if you don't trust a guy to be your backup quarterback in the playoffs, I'm not sure how you sell him as your starter going forward. And I, I'm not sure that he thinks his future is that optimistic here either. I mean, he talked about it today and he said this was a test of my character. I, I want to be a starter going forward in a perfect world, I would address. And he did not. You know, Teddy likes to a lot of times try to make the attempt to, you know, say this didn't get to me. This wasn't an issue. This is not something I have thought about in in a manner that suggests that I'm not on the same page with the team. But he did a little bit of that today, and I I thought it was interesting to hear that. I I think in his mind, it's make me the starter or I'm going to go somewhere else. So, you know, if if they have to sit there and and waffle on that, I I think uh, it, it may be that he tries to, to find somewhere else. Now we'll see what kind of a market there is, but I think in the end they will, you know, maybe, have, you know, give Keenum a short-term deal or, or franchise him. You know, it could be a couple other guys out on the free agent market too, but if I had a bet at this point of all the options out there, I'd say Keenum is, is more likely than not, but, it's I would I would put that as a if I was putting a percentage on it I I put it as a plurality he wins over the other options but maybe not necessarily a majority of the vote
0: you don't uh, see them playing uh, hardball and uh, bringing him back on the cheap right because uh, apparently they could that's what they were saying originally is they could bring him back if they wanted to because of the uh, if he misses the first six games his contract could be told or if he's on the pup list do can you see Spielman throwing that card out there or not.
4: I mean, they could try it. I mean, and the big, the big question with that is, I mean, the letter of that rule does say that his contract would toll based on the fact that he started the year on the pup. But I, it's one of those rules that I'm not sure has been tried in practicality a whole lot. I, if it were to happen, I'm sure the union and or Bridgewater's agent would grieve that and say, hey, you know, this guy was on the active roster for the second half of the season. You said he was good enough to be your backup. It seemed like you wanted to get him in as a starting quarterback at one point or another you put him on the field in in week uh, 15 against the bengals so it's hard for us to sit here and believe the fact that his contract needed to pull because of that time he was on the pup list I, it's one of those rules that i think if you put it up to a grievance you are you know hoping you get a friendly ruling from an arbitrator and that's you know something of a a, a coin flip so I think in the end, if they want to bring him back, I think the, the better solution would be to try to work out a deal with him. And it, and it may be affordable enough to do that, but I think if, you, if you're if you selling it to him as you can come in and compete for the job, I'm not sure that he's going to be as amenable to that as, as you might think just based on the way the end of this year went. Because I do think that... It probably didn't leave a great taste in its mouth from where this last you know, two three weeks here went.
0: All right, well, we're very sad here that the snowstorm didn't wait till a week from Friday, but uh, it's it's fine, I guess we'll uh, put up with it here. So, would have been fun to give our Super Bowl visitors a real taste of Minnesota, but uh, I, <laughs> I guess
4: think not. the uh, I think the forecast for the day that everybody gets here is like thirty nine. So it's mm-hmm. uh, we're going to hear everything from all the East Coast blowhards about how they're landing up hot and. How <laughs> it's you know it's subarctic and this should never happen for a Super Bowl. So we'll give them a few days of the, the warm weather to soften them up, and then I think the temperature drops back down to fifteen or something, which as we know is not brutal. But you know, for people like that, it will be. But hopefully, we we have uh, softened them up enough that we don't get all the predictable lines about how cold it is.
0: All right, sir. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, uh, Ben. Ben Gasling, Star Tribune's uh, Viking writer. Uh, by the way, wrote a fantastic gamer today. What we call a gamer of the game story. In the Star Tribune, uh, summarizing that game uh, yesterday, which was somewhat disappointing to a small cadre of Viking fans. Johnny Height with a sports update. Uh... If you haven't left for the wild game yet, you yeah. might as well watch it on TV. Go home. Yeah. If you're one of those Minnetonka <laughs> people that think you're going to get to the game tonight, forget it. We
1: <laughs> just checked the secondary market, the traffic man
3: and I did. You can get in cheap? You can get in for less than $10 really? for the wild game. Yeah, good seats still, oh, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. This update is sponsored by Sherry's Berries and Pro Flowers. Sherry's Berries Pro Flowers have teamed up to press your Valentine with gifts oh, from their perfectly good. paired collection. Visit berries.com today. Use promo code DRIVE to save 20% on any perfectly paired combination. Wait
0: a minute. Where are my Pro Flowers ads? i missed the
3: Pro Flowers. I,
0: I can know. move those flowers, man.
1: You might be looking at a guy that's doing those. ads. No, okay.
0: <laughs> Stab me in the back for the flowers. You darn right. That's okay. I stabbed you in the back for Jim Paul. So <laughs> or Ethan. That's right. You
3: both stabbed me in the back for Jim Paul. Yeah.
0: yeah. One weather note. Well, that's because I know about automobiles.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Wrench is what they call me. (laughs) One uh, weather note Uh, the Twins Winter Caravan hot stove dinner in Oakdale is canceled tonight due to the inclement weather. So if you're heading to that, don't. Uh, New York Giants made it official today. They announced Pat Shermer will become their 18th head coach. The 52-year-old Shermer, of course, just finished his second season as the Vikings offensive coordinator with that loss to the Eagles. Last week, remember, he was named the NFL Assistant Coach of the Year by the Pro Football Writers Association. This will be his second head coaching assignment in the NFL. He coached the Cleveland Browns in 2011 and 2012. Steve Wilkes is the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He was the Carolina Panthers' defensive hey. coordinator last year. Boy, they love hiring these no-name, cheap-ass guys, oh, yeah. don't they? These teams,
0: the NFL's got it. These coach, the high, the colleges are going out spending five, six million dollars for the big guy. The NFL saying, "Yeah, we'll give it to some <laughs> assistant. We don't know if he's any good or not."
3: Wilkes spent one season as a coordinator in Carolina, his 12th year as an NFL assistant. Wilkes spent five seasons as the Panthers' secondary coach before that promotion one year ago.
0: And he is—I've checked it—he is Adam
3: Wilkes' brother. So.
0: Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Although I think the last—I think he was actually Wilk,
3: wasn't mm. he? Adam
0: Wilk. Hey, speaking of that, did uh, did
1: Tice stay with Gruden? Did Tyson I don't know. Get I don't obtained know. by Gruden? To be moved? I don't
3: know. Go stop at Bunny's on the
0: way home and see. If his Otherwise, car's there, if his he's not. he's not in his
3: spot, then uh, then he's not. Since you guys brought up Adam Wilk, I don't know if you noticed last week he signed with somebody. You're I don't, kidding I don't, me! I don't remember who, but somebody signed him into a minor league deal, which surprised me. And it him. wasn't
2: in
0: Japan. It
3: wasn't. No, a it was. It was a major league baseball <laughs> wow. team. That uh, stuff he threw gave
0: slop a bad name. It <laughs>
2: Uh, According to Ticey's Wikipedia page, he's still the offensive line coach for the Raiders. Okay, good. good. Uh,
3: A couple more Vikings named to the Pro Bowl. Of course, they have uh, people drop out and Eagle players who can't go. Uh, So Linval Joseph, Kyle Rudolph, and Harrison Smith today were named to the Pro Bowl. Harrison, you deserve it, even though you did stink out the uh, Lincoln field yesterday. (laughs) Wild at home tonight. They're playing Ottawa at the Excel Energy Center. Alex Stalock, by the way, will be starting in goal tonight for the Wild Timberwolves out on the West Coast playing the Clippers. Still going to be without Jimmy Butler and Jamal Crawford out with injuries. Timberwolves coach Tom Thibodeau said the two remain out day to day.
0: By the way, back to the Wild as we were all lamenting their struggles, they're about six game points out of first place in their uh, division, <laughs> so it's all jumped up. They're they're doing fine. They're going to be in the playoffs.
3: One more leftover from the Vikings Eagles game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, for the second time in just over a week, an Eagles fan was arrested for punching a police horse. That's yeah, I saw that one. Without
0: a shirt on, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that I could tell. It looked like he didn't have a shirt on.
3: Yeah, he did not. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, police reported no arrests from the celebrations. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Police reported no arrests <laughs> from the celebrations after the game. Uh, the arrest came before the game when there was a bit of a, <laughs> let's call it a riot. Let's <laughs> okay,
0: just, oh, just say what it was. Pre-game riot. That's good. Like, riot.
3: What you? if that's
1: their new tradition in Philadelphia? <laughs> yes. We win, a,
0: we win a game, we got to knock out a horse. I'm still traumatized by the uh, insults they hurled at me when I walked across there. Uh, <laughs> How many of them were accurate, though? Well, the fat part was. Okay. But, uh, you know, I I am... Not that there's anything wrong with being <laughs> homosexual, but I, ha- I haven't. But the, the suggestions were way too graphic, you know. Ooh, so
3: yeah. you're willing to learn, but you, <laughs> yeah, need, right? you need an able but, teacher. Uh, but
0: these guys thought I was already a professional. Oh. So, I uh, am. Uh, <laughs> <and> you're still <laughs> amateur right. status. Yeah. yeah. All <laughs> right, status. we'll be back. The ride with
1: Roycey now continues. File, 69. Office. He's
4: giving
0: them the business.
2: It's time for Late Hits.
0: Uh, all righty. Once again, I got a bad rap from the uh, readers. Uh, so, yesterday, the Vikings are playing an NFC title game, and I'm not part of the official Team Tribune, right? No. Team we got about seven guys in Philadelphia and other people scattered. Somebody was in Detroit Lakes and all around. Very town.
1: reluctantly, you're not part of the team coverage. So I
0: was not part of the team coverage, but I think, well, you know, like just like the week before when I went to Fort Myers Beach and found the Viking fans, I figured I got to do something, right? And now you have that outlet, the blogs. So I'm thinking Sunday morning. I gotta a they're gonna win. I know that. Mm-hmm. I got that. That's the premise, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna win. So b, where do I want to be? I just don't want to be in a bar with a bunch of Viking fans. I want a little different angle on it. So okay, so I call. I get a hold of Jay Coles and I said, okay, Packer Bar Hudson, because I want to go to this Packer Bar. And watch the Packer fan. I figured it'd be fun to write about the Packer fan suffering
1: reaction to the why Vikings. the Vikings
0: are going to the Super Bowl for the first time in 41 years, right? So I end up going to the Village Inn, which is out in North Hudson, mm-hmm. and and you come in. There's a there's a Brewers insignia and a Badgers insignia, and behind the bar there's all this Packer stuff and signed photos and all this stuff. Well, the guy who owns the place. Lee Halverson had gotten injured in a snowmobile about two days earlier, and he wasn't there. But I get there, and there's more Packer, there's more Viking fans and Packer fans. <laughs> uh, and this is at halftime of the Jacksonville New England game. I get there, there's a and the Packer, the Viking fans are starting to come in, and there's some Packer fans at the bar in the front, but even. Half the people there are Viking fans. So the my theory is the Packer fans are on the on the down low because they don't want to be in any public place mm-hmm. to the watch the Viking the fans celebrate. So I do get uh, introduced to this. There's a few Viking Packer fans complaining about the Vikings and saying, ah, they're going to lose their bums, and, uh, <laughs> including this guy named Dwayne Nelson, who they call Junior who said, he, so I was talking to a, a Viking fan who's a regular there, and he said, talk to Junior. He'll give you what you need. So I said, Junior, uh, what are you going to do when the Vikings win today? They're not going to win. <laughs> I said, well, if they do win, what are you going to do? He says, it'll be great because then they can be the first team to be 0-5 in a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, they, can be the, they can be the first time. So he was he hated the – first of all, he started with some – uh, expletives, expletive sure when I mentioned that. Naturally. Yeah. So <laughs> then I go over and, and that's when you knew you were talking to the right guy. Yeah, and then yeah. I go over to the bar to the and I start talking to a couple of guys, Viking fans over at this table, including a guy who came here from Zambia in nineteen ninety five and knew nothing about football, but Randy Moss turned him into a Oh, sure. Yeah. turned him into and now he's a Viking nut, you know, so we're talking. So anyway I write this column. I go home and watch most of the game, and and write this column based on what was going to happen because there weren't enough Packer fans there to get me to stay to see them get agitated when the Vikings kicked the hell out of the uh, you know the the Eagles as I thought they were going to. Well, now I'm hearing from Viking fans. Why do we care what the Pack? Because they all think I went over there to rub their noses in it with Packer fans because I knew they were going to get beat 38-7. to The motive was just the opposite. 100% the opposite. So
1: what you're trying to suggest is that a couple of readers may have misinterpreted what the message of your column happened to be. Well...
0: The message became 180 degrees from what I thought it <laughs> right. would be. But, you know, I'm not going to drive to Hudson and not drive any, write, write anything. So, anyway. Anyway, once again, I'm uh, being uh, accused of motives that I didn't have.
1: And it, uh, it goes back to your original thought. We all know what's going to happen until it doesn't. Yes, it
0: doesn't. That's right. Hey, uh, the first of many stories are out on Tom Brady's mother. Being from Browerville, Minnesota, we we've, you've seen that story before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, she was a Johnson up there, and uh, of course uh, Gay, Gay Lynn Johnson, who uh, left Browerville uh, years ago to be a uh, airline, what we call a stewardess then, and met Mr. Brady, and they ended up getting married, and uh, married fifty years, and she's fighting cancer, and mm-hmm. and uh, but everybody is now wants the story in Browerville. And apparently Channel 11 was there yesterday with them, with some of the members of the Johnson. She has two brothers still there and a nep- nephews and, okay. and stuff like that. So uh, this, the Browerville story, appa- uh, Channel 4 was gonna be there today. Apparently Channel 4 has a gal who works for him who's a cousin of these people. Oh, really? She's hmm. a cousin of okay. the, the third cousin of the Johnsons up there in Browerville. NBC Sports is coming to town, and uh, they're going to do a thing that's going to run on Super Bowl Sunday. I think on part of their uh, telecast or something. But I talked to the I talked to the brother today, and he said, "This is really interfering with my ice fishing." <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> he's a retired guy, and I might get up there, but it's not. You got to stand in line to do the uh, the uh, Tom Brady's mom coming from browerville story oh you have to Browerville's up by long prairie and yep. there's only 700 people in the town she grew up on a farm there and uh anyway the uh that's a, that's the uh uh the one of the uh, editors called me and thought i should do that story and i said Oh, well, i'll check on it and i called him back and i said we're not exactly getting an exclusive here right. okay <laughs> i mean we have a Cascade of <laughs> of reporters uh, streaming. They're just a, passing the phone a, around. <laughs> the Browerville uh, stoplight in town is filled with journalists. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that's the deal. There. We'll be back. See what our daily complaint is. I think we all can share the same one. But uh, we'll be back. Beyond living in ride, Minnesota. Let's hear the boys. Yes, daily sir. complaints. Manny Hill, what is your complaint? Beyond <laughs> beyond trying to get home this evening, what is your complaint? Uh, my my daily
2: complaint is with people who are trying to like excuse certain players from that debacle last night. There's there, nobody nobody gets a pass for that last night. Nobody played well. Nobody played well. The no. line the line the offensive line did not play well. Case Keenum did not play well. Didn't run
0: that well after the early going.
2: Yeah, the the defense was atrocious from start to finish. I mean, nobody, you know, Mike Zimmer did a terrible job coaching. Nobody did a good job last I, night. I, I, I
0: got the, uh, they were emotionally spent from the uh, the uh, game huh. the previous Sunday. Ugh. I said they should have been rested. They didn't play for the first 29 and a half minutes <laughs> of the second half. So they should have been well rested. What do you got, uh, Reavers?
1: It's never gonna happen. <laughs> no, nope. it's look at the, when
0: you go home. It's
1: never gonna happen. When you happen.
0: go home, look at five-year-old Will and two-year-old Leland, and tell them, "Kids, you're never gonna see Boys, the Vikings win a Super Bowl." Get it through your head now. <laughs> no, it's never happening. gonna happen.
2: Ain't I mean, happening. I'll even go as far as to say we're not even gonna see them get back to another Super Bowl. Oh, I mean, enough. and now I'm on. I'm on board
1: with the Racy plan. I don't want it to happen
2: now. At this point,
1: if it didn't happen <laughs> this year, I don't yeah. want to lose that label. No, that, that's, that's our identity. Uh, who gives a damn about the
0: Cubs anymore? No, no nobody, nobody does. Cares? Nobody cares. Let about the us Cubs. be the could become the Cubs. That's that's true. And this will add to the idea that somehow we're a jinx franchise. No. You got your ass kicked by the Eagles. (laughs) You got hammered. You lost to the Chiefs. You lost to the Steelers. You lost to the Dolphins. Dolphins, And you lost to the Raiders. And they were all better than you. Okay? Uh, You lost to the Falcons, you probably should have won, but, uh, you know, 41 Donut ain't a a jinx, boys. That's 41 Donut. Exactly.
1: It's never going to happen.
0: Never going to happen. Little Leland Reavers will never see it.
2: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage.